Here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity hopping, Easter's on its way. Hello, this is Sydney Moon. And this is Randy Moon. And we welcome you to the Holiday Moons Podcast. Where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Beth, and I'm going to be talking about bunny stuff. This is Cole, and I'm going to be sharing some Easter facts from around the world. As you can tell, we are in Easter season now, last week and this week. So we're wishing you a happy Easter and spring season. As we're recording this, uh, the week right before St. Patrick's Day, we actually got another little snow squall that we got probably... I saw it varied for different people. We probably got about four, three or four inches here. Um, so that seemed to be, in general, what people got out our way. What did you get, Sydney? Do you know how much you got? Um, I probably got like an inch or two. But um, it's melting pretty fast here. There are now large patchy grass, grassy areas um, in the snow. So it's not lasting very long. Yeah, this is that time of year where we'll get snow and then the next day it'll be 60 or whatever. So it goes pretty quickly. But it's fun to have the snow back for a little bit. It is. We love snow. I'm yeah. sad that it's going to be gone so quickly. But this week is going to be warm, so it is going to go. Yep. This is a time, this crazy time of year that sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's cold. Up and down. <laughs> it's crazy. It's been, it's been getting a little chilly over here. It's dropped down to about 52 at some points, um, usually closer towards the evenings, but still enough that uh, it's a little chilly to be out in shorts. Now, the highs have been a little higher, too, you know, more up towards 85 or so, um, but yeah, a lot of swings up and down in temperature, even in Tampa down here, although... Nothing as bad as I got a um, a text with a couple pictures from uh, from Amma from our grandma up in Pennsylvania that she was maybe a little jelly of the the palm trees and sunny skies as they were. She always is. Yep, they had a uh, more than light dusting of snow. Yep. She was saying that. Uh, it was so, the wind was so strong that it was blowing like clouds of snow up her driveway. I got a text from friends who went to Panama City Beach this weekend. She texted, was that this morning? Yep. That it was, when she texted at 10 a.m., it was 38 degrees, which is what, you know, you don't anticipate that in Florida. And it was going to be a high of 59. So she said there weren't many people on the beach. <laughs> But uh, from their balcony, they did get to see dolphins, and they are going to walk on the beach when it gets just a little warmer. And for those of you who don't know, Panama City Beach is up in the panhandle of Florida. So it's much more uh, kind of like South Alabama than like Florida proper. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I didn't. I don't know that I knew that. Although you still have to claim them as Floridians, Cole. You can't get away from that. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Most of us are, are good down here. And this week is St. Patrick's Day, so we hope that you've had a good St. Patrick's Day. As you listen to this, and uh, Pat St. Patrick's Day will be in the past, so we'll have to let you know how we spent our day. Hopefully, we'll remember to wear green 
that day? I will. I'm, I'm doing green nails right now. Oh, good job. Yeah. So you'll have green on all week. I will. Yeah. But I will have it on on St. Patrick's Day, so. Yeah. I won't get pinched. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is a tradition here that we do not encourage. We don't. We never <laughs> did. We were like, why are why would strangers come up and pinch you? Like, why would you? But that is a thing. It'll be interesting. Is it a thing where you guys live? I don't know. Is it all around? Is it something that's just known? Or is it just like... I don't know, but I will not be okay with it if it is a thing. (laughs) I'll I'll be like, what are you doing? Stop. Get away from me. There you go. Under Florida code so-and-so, this is assault. (laughs) That's right. This comes with a fine of up to $500 in two years prison time. That's right. $500 to me, specifically. (laughs) Yes. And... Easter is coming up, which, as you can tell from our topics, Easter's on its way, just like the Easter Bunny's on his way. That's right. Easter's on his which way. Which should be the uh, the music that I added to um, the podcast. Our last podcast was Here Comes Peter Cottontail. I think we had um, the Easter Parade, though, because Sydney talked about Easter bonnets. Oh, well, it ended up being Here Comes Peter Cottontail. <laughs> oh, that's <good>. funny <laughs> um so i i guess i missed the memo on that <laughs> it was no, very early in the morning hot. i was up very late editing the podcast uh, and due to an unfortunate series of circumstances I, life choices right life choices i ended up drinking a lot like a lot of sparkling water as I was editing the podcast, because it's carbonated, so it like it helps me stay awake a little bit. Um, negative side effect of drinking a ton of sparkling water as you're editing the podcast is that I have been burping nonstop <laughs> for about seven to eight hours. Yeah. And I, I, I mean like pretty consistently nonstop. Um, obviously we're going to try to edit out as much of that as we can, <laughs> but if any of that slips through the cracks, you have been made aware. Um, That's right. it, you know, if you're like, well, this isn't, I don't like this burping, you know, I don't like it either. <laughs> it's, it's not super like comfortable you. for any of us in this process. And a good warning for our listeners. Uh, right. So like a lesson. Right. Avoid yeah, like drinking. More than six sparkling waters in one sitting. Especially if you're going to do something where you have to talk a lot the next day. Right, where it's audio specific. Right, right. I just muted myself for a second and burped about three times there. There you go. Thanks for muting. Yes, we appreciate that. So what does the Easter Bunny do? What is the job description of the Easter Bunny? Um, Interestingly, fear. No, no, we're not going to go into your illogical Easter Bunny fear. Today. My my first instinct as far as coming up with topics was uh, topic tagline, why is the Easter Bunny so scary? But I figured not everybody would connect to that topic in the same way that I no. do. No, um, no. But to answer your question, his business is fear. Final answer. No, no. He delivers Easter baskets to all the good little girls and boys. Right. That celebrate Easter anyway. What about the bad little girls and boys? What does he do to them? Nothing for them. Give them rocks. He doesn't have like a sidekick 
like Krampus or anything, no. I wouldn't call Krampus a sidekick. That's more of like a nightmare fueled doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But the, the, there was the other sidekick. I forget what his name was, Cole. Do you remember? Hermes? There was Krampus and Perchta. Perchta. Oh, oh, yeah, those two. And we're talking Christmas here, right? Yes. yes. But back to the Easter Bunny. So for people that were wondering, though, what is Krampus and what is what are they even talking about? That was Christmas because, you know, it lives in our hearts always. So it's never far from our hearts and minds. Um, but legend has it that the Easter Bunny lays, decorates, and hides eggs. And they are also a symbol of new life. Also, you guys are correct. They said another job description is that he brings Easter baskets to good little girls and boys. So that is also true. That is not an untruth. <laughs> Cole, it's so funny you brought up that. Cole brought up a picture of a little girl on an Easter Bunny's lap. And the Easter Bunny. Oh, it looks scary. It, it, that's, you know, the fake Easter looks Bunny. Looks demented. Or something. Is, it looks demented. has mean eyes. And I just saw that picture as I was scrolling through things this morning. Did you? I feel like it's a very relatable picture. For you. This is the true face of the Easter Bunny. I'm going to have that blown up to this poster size and framed and sent to you. But the little girl wasn't crying. I will give her props. Yeah. yeah it was she the, was smiling. Yeah, because usually it's the other way around. Yeah, they cry. Understandably. So the Bible makes no mention of a long-eared, short-tailed creature who delivers decorated eggs to well-behaved children on Easter Sunday. Nevertheless... The Easter Bunny has become a prominent symbol of Christianity's most important holiday, as well as it being a secular symbol of the Easter holiday. The exact origins of the Easter Bunny are unclear, but rabbits are known to be prolific procreators, and they're an ancient symbol of fertility and new life. According to some sources, the Easter Bunny first arrived in America in the 1700s with German immigrants who settled in Pennsylvania and transported their tradition of an egg-laying hare called Osterhaus or Osterhaus. So I think what it? happened was when he arrived at Ellis Island on the boats coming across as an immigrant, he said his name and the people there couldn't understand him. <laughs> so they, he, they just wrote something close down and that's like, how it became Easter. Easter Bunny. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Instead of, yeah. Yeah, it is hard, to, go to, it the, is hard to say. If you go to the Ellis Island Museum, you'll see like a picture of him <laughs> on the wall coming in. Made nests in which this creature could lay its colored eggs. Eventually, the custom spread across the U.S. and the fabled rabbit's Easter morning deliveries expanded to include chocolate and other types of candy and gifts, while decorated baskets replaced nests. Additionally, children often left out carrots for the bunny in case he got hungry from all his hopping. The egg is an ancient symbol of new life and has been associated with festivals celebrating spring. From a Christian perspective, Easter eggs are said to represent Jesus' emergence from the tomb and resurrection. Decorating eggs for Easter is a tradition that dates back to at least the 13th century, according to some sources. One explanation for this custom is that eggs were formerly a forbidden food during the Lenten season, so people would paint and decorate them to mark the end of the period of penance and fasting then eat them on Easter as a celebration. I actually wondered about that. Hmm. Like, why are they, you know, boiled and decorated? And so, so that's one idea. So that's very interesting, though. 
So we're gonna move on to a quiz, which you will all participate in. Do we have a pen here? Can I have your pen? And I am going to keep track of the winner. So, or Rad, Dad will keep track of them. Okay. I, I do pretty well on your quizzes. I nailed the B one. You did. You did. You, I was like, I was impressed and surprised. Okay, true or I was just surprised. <laughs> true or false? There's only five true or false, and then we'll go into multiple choice. How are you going to ask each of us to answer, or we do all answer at the same time? Just answer. It doesn't. Okay. I don't know. The word Easter appears in the Old Testament and the Bible. True or false? False. 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 Okay, you're all correct. A lamb is one of the symbols of Easter, as it was a sacrificial animal in the Old Testament. True. True. I feel like there's a there's a technicality here. I'm I'm gonna say true. Lamb is a symbol of Easter because it's supposed to represent purity and new life. I don't know that it was because it was sacrificial. Okay, um, it is true, and it can be all of that. I will be I will give the but all of those answers an A. Not that I'm grading them. The rabbit is an ancient symbol of fertility. True or false? True. True. I'll say true, yeah. It is true. The egg represents new life or the resurrection of Christ for Easter. Is this like in our own personal opinions or? It just represents it from any opinion, from just in general. True. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, for Christians, it can it can represent the resurrection of Christ. For non-Christians and Christians alike, it can also represent new life. The most popular American Easter candy is the chocolate bunny. True or false? True. False. True. False. Cole gets that one. Is it the Reese's egg? Um, we might find out later in the quiz. I don't know. It didn't mm. give any specifics. So. Well, I may have given that away. If I <laughs> All right. Multiple choice. The second largest holiday for eating candy is Easter. Which is the first? Wait until I say the, the things and then pause for a second so the listener can think about it too. Ready? Independence Day, Christmas, Halloween, or Thanksgiving? Pause. Okay. What do you guys Halloween. think? Halloween. What were the options? Independence Day, Christmas, Halloween, and Thanksgiving. For the most candy, right? The second largest holiday for eating candy. I want to say Thanksgiving, but I'm going to go Halloween. <laughs> I'm going to go Halloween. I feel like it might be I feel like it might be Christmas, but Halloween just makes way too much sense. It's Halloween. You should have said yeah. Christmas call. The idea of the Easter bunny was originated in the 1700s in what country? Russia, the United States, Germany, or Great Britain? Pause. Okay. Germany. 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 Germany, as we just learned. Good remembering. The idea of the Easter Bunny, which originated in Germany in the 1700s, was not a rabbit originally, but a hare? A possum, a cat, or a dove? Pause. Okay. Hair. 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 Yes. 
The most popular American Easter candy is chocolate bunnies, marshmallow peeps, jelly beans, or chocolate cream-filled eggs. We know that this varies year to year. It does. It so does. it's just for the specific, and region to region. So it's just for this specific quiz that I don't know when it was created. So that's dad's way of saying that he could be right and mom could be wrong. Okay. Well, also that Cole's, Cole's item wasn't even on the list. It wasn't. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's true. And that's gotten way more popular over time. Yes. Oh, who's, who's saying what now, huh, Cole? <laughs> um, but I'm going to, based on those, ah, it's so Get tough. Four again. Okay. Chocolate bunnies, marshmallow peeps, jelly beans, and chocolate cream-filled eggs. I'm going to go jelly beans. That's what I was thinking, too. My first instinct was peeps, but I feel like a lot of people enjoy jelly beans that just aren't us. So I'm going to go jelly beans, too. Sid? All right. I'm going to go uh, be a little different, and I'm going to say <sighs> peeps. Sydney is correct. Way to go, Sido. What flower is associated with Easter? The rose, the lily, the pansy, or the crocus? Pause a second. And answer. Lily. 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 The Easter lily, of course. The Romans, in an effort to mock Jesus, gave him a crown of what? Wire, ivy, flowers, or thorns? Pause. Okay. Thorns. Thorns. Because those Romans were so gosh darn nice. I'm going to say ivy. No, I'm just kidding. It's thorns. You didn't say the right answer. She said thorns. No, you didn't. Oh, oh, yeah, it's thorns. Yes, yes. Good job. How many Gospels are in the Bible? Bonus, what are they? Bonus number two, why are they important to Easter? Is this really an Easter question? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, is it like just an open-ended question? Okay, I'll tell you what. Um, who wants to answer the first one? How many Gospels are in the Bible? Okay, Cole, how many? Four. Four. Um, who wants to tell me what they are? Sydney. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yep, those Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why are they important to the Easter story, Randy? They all talk about the story of the death and resurrection. That's exactly right. Each one right, of them. We each got a point on that one. Yeah. All right, great Sunday school. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's part of Easter. That's right. This isn't just secular Easter. This is all Easter. So what was the purpose of the Easter Act passed in 1928 by Parliament in the United Kingdom? To make the Easter Bunny the official animal for Easter. To declare chocolate the official candy for Easter. To establish a fixed date for Easter. To declare that Easter must be observed as a religious holiday. What year? 1928. I'm going to say um, as a fixed – well, Easter isn't a fixed date, is it? Easter's on well, – it was on a Sunday, so the date is changing. And this is England. Yep. Right. This okay. is this is England. 1928. Or uh, Great Britain. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which one you said. 
I said the UK. I'm the UK. Okay, so the United. I'm Kingdom. gonna say the fixed day, but not in the sense that it's a specific day, but like where it falls each and every single calendar year. Yeah, the fixed date is confusing me because I'm gonna say what was the first one? To make the Easter Bunny the official animal for Easter. I feel like it could be something silly like that. All right, I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I'm going to say it's the fixed date, but it's the formula for the fixed date, not the actual date like Cole said. Right, right. Correct. That is correct. And it was confusing. Yes. The final question. Which animal is used in Easter in Australia instead of the bunny? And bonus question, why? It's either the kangaroo, the wombat, the koala, or the bilby. 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 Yes, it's the bilby. And uh, for the bonus, rabbits are considered pests in Australia. They are. Bilby has long ears and a mouse-like nose, and it's a cute little thing. In Australia, rabbits are not a popular animal because they are not native. They are invasive and they damage crops. In addition, the bilby is an endangered animal, which is, also, which is actually native to Australia. The rabbit, cute though it may be, is neither endangered nor native. Is neither endangered nor native, as we said. It was. It is a pest in the country. So Sydney. And Cole won. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, no? No. Oh. Well, the Easter bilby is less common than it used to be. Um, the I read an article where the guy said, I can remember getting a milk chocolate Easter bilby every year, regular as clockwork, in the 1990s. But it's less common than it used to be. It's still there, but Easter bunnies apparently have come out and there are more Easter bunnies and Easter bilbies, which is a little bit sad. That is sad. And if you're in Australia and this is incorrect, let us know. This is one fan's opinion. Okay. So based on that, Sydney won. Cole also won if you add in his bonus point of knowing why the bilby was not as popular. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I reserve the right to reject the question regarding the date. That's okay. It's not like you don't get anything for winning except the, you know, saying you won here on the podcast. So That's all I ever wanted. That's all you ever wanted. (laughs) So I found it interesting when I read the question about the rabbits and the hares. I I was a little bit confused that um, in Germany it was the hare... And how that would be different because I always thought hares and rabbits were the same. And apparently they are not the same. So I am quickly going to go down through some of the differences between a rabbit and a hare just to give an added little bit of information to the listener that I I thought was very interesting. Rabbits and hares are completely different species, even though they look a lot alike and are actually members of the same order of mammals. There are significant differences in their appearance, behavior, and lifestyles. Rabbits and hares are different from birth. Baby rabbits 
called kittens or bunnies. I've never heard them called kittens, so that was funny. Are born hairless and blind, totally dependent on their mothers. Baby hares, called leverets, are born with fur and sight, and they can move on their own within an hour of their birth. In appearance, a rabbit's fur stays the same color year-round. A hare's fur changes color from brown or gray in the summer to white in the winter. Hares are also larger than rabbits with longer hind legs and longer ears with black markings. For their diet, rabbits and hares tend to eat different foods. Rabbits prefer softer grasses and vegetables like carrots, and hares like to eat harder bark and twigs. Habitat, rabbits make their homes in burrows underground, while hares make nests above ground, which kind of makes sense then that German kids would have made nests when they came over oh, for yeah. the Easter hare. Yeah, I kind of wonder where that came from. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Only the cottontail rabbit is known to make above ground nests similar to those of hares. Their response to danger. Due to their different living habits, rabbits and hares respond to danger differently. Rabbits prefer to head underground to hide. Hares, on the other hand, use their longer, stronger hind legs to run away from danger. Socially, rabbits tend to be social animals that live in groups, and hares spend most of their time by themselves, only pairing up occasionally to mate. So there's a lot of differences between bunnies and hares. Here's a fun joke to finish out my little podcast segment. What's the best way to catch a unique rabbit? By the hair. <laughs> That's cute. No. But it's a really good one. No? Nope. Unique up on it. <laughs> that was great. Okay. Beth out. <laughs> on that happy note. Um, I was actually going to say, I've been thinking about trying to see if the local PetSmart or Petco had like an Easter bunny something that I could like maybe take Noel to, to take pictures with. If not, I was thinking that Michael's, the craft store that had it last year or not, I couldn't remember because of COVID, you know, everything happening with COVID, but one year they had this giant rabbit and when you like first entered the store and it was just huge and you could take a picture with it like a selfie and that they actually had like a round sticker on the floor that said you know um something about like instagram or selfie picture or something kind of like appealing to the social media generation and things like that so if mike if like petco or PetSmart doesn't have that i might see if michaels has that giant bunny then i can hold her and maybe take a selfie or maybe um go into michaels with um, either mom, like you or dad, and have you take a picture yeah. of me and Noel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that was kind of like, a, the Easter Bunny was kind of the thing. I was like, hmm, I wonder if they have um, opportunities for pets. To be clear, when you say you would hold her, you're referring to Noel, not the Easter Bunny. Yes. That would be a giant bunny to hold, and Noel would be somewhere <laughs> hidden in the store. She also would not... She wasn't thrilled about sitting on Santa's lap by herself. So I, I actually had to sit next to Santa and she had to sit on my lap. Yeah, I think that you could do both. You could do the selfie thing and you could try to mm -hmm. get a yeah. picture with the... If they have that have opportunity, yeah. 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 I was thinking about what you were saying about rabbits and hares because I grew up watching Bugs Bunny cartoons and I think they pretty much used the two terms interchangeably yeah. to describe Bugs Bunny. 
In fact, some of the titles were had the word hair in it, mm -hmm. and some had bunny in it. So I was trying to think based on your description, is he a hare or a bunny? So on the one hand, he is usually by himself, which is more hare-like. Mm -hmm. But he always makes nests underground, right. and he always runs away into a hole, which makes him sound more like a uh, bunny. bunny. Yeah. And his name literally is Bugs Bunny. Yes. <laughs> but he acts like a hare in some way. Yes. Yeah. And they refer to him as a hare in some way. Well, yes, that's true. The most, I think most often refer to him as a rabbit. So maybe it's like kind of like interchangeable. I think a lot of people use them interchangeably, the names interchangeably, which is why I was confused because I always did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to, to know that there's actually quite a number of differences between the two animals. One of the episodes of Bugs Bunny, I remember, that was set in Germany um, the king there wanted to have some Hossenpfeffer, which is <laughs> rabbit, rabbit stew. stew, right? So they refer to him <laughs> as a rabbit there. So, yeah. yes. I think a lot of times, in terms of like the title of episodes, in terms of whether they would say bunny, rabbit, or hare, largely depended on what kind of pun they could Absolutely. make with the other words in the title. So I think in that sense, they were very interchangeable. Yes, I think you're right. They were flexible. It's funny because when you said an episode in Germany, I was thinking of the like World War Two like propaganda yeah. one that was like hair hair. Yeah, that's right. And it was like H E R R, which means like sir, yeah. and then hair H A R. -E. Yeah, that's another good example. Yeah, that's a different one than I was thinking. Of. Came out in World War Two, so it was not flattering to the Germans. Right. Yeah. But you know, Bugs Bunny's Bugs Bunny. So. You know, we can look at traditions around the world and be like, that's crazy or that's weird, but we've got an egg-laying bunny right. that <laughs> we leave out gifts for and he leaves gifts for us but hides them. Yeah. Uh, we've got some pretty crazy stuff. But that's not to say that there aren't also some pretty weird or crazy traditions around the world yeah. too. Um, we're just one of many as far as some, uh, some wacky stuff that we yeah, do. Yeah, in fact, I talked about Japan last week. And their traditions. Yes, you did. You did. Initially, I looked up what I wanted to do for a topic was alternative Easter animals, like uh, the Easter bilby. But it turns out there weren't like a ton of alternative Easter animals. Um, but I'll get into that a little later. France doesn't even really have an animal at all because they have bells. They have what? Bells. Like dingy bells? Ring, ring, ring? Yeah. According to legend, French children receive chocolates on Easter morning, not from the bunny, but from church bells that sail through the air to deliver them. <laughs> well, that'd be cool to see. So it's uh, it's flying bells. Well, wait, wait, wait. Are the bells flying? I thought you meant like the bells shoot the candy out. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they fly around to deliver oh, the candy. Oh, okay. Magical, inanimate. The church bells. Sure. I'd like to right. see a Charlie Brown episode of that. <laughs> That's true. The more regional you get in France, obviously, the more interesting the customs become. In Alsace, charming markets are whimsically decorated and teeming with fluffy rabbits, goats, and ducks that you can pet. And in the village of Bisser, about half hour from Toulouse, they make a giant omelet each year made from 15,000 eggs. 
and once it is finished, it's sliced up and served with bread to the local inhabitants. I think I've heard of that before. That's crazy. Yeah, 15,000. It's a so lot. much. And, mm-hmm. and to make an omelet out of that. Like, yeah. how big of a skillet would you need? Like, how? Yeah. And you'd have to be able to flip it like an yeah, omelet. Yeah, if it's an omelet, you're flipping it over. That'd be interesting to watch on YouTube. That's true. That would be. That would be. I'm sure they have videos of yeah. that on YouTube. Dad, I think you've mentioned this before. Um, this isn't really a silly tradition. It's just really cool. Uh, in Poland, they paint super elaborate floral patterns on their Easter eggs. Yeah, I remember hearing yeah, that we too. Were, yeah, I went through a number of Easter mm-hmm. eggs around the world mm-hmm. and how they decorated them. Yeah. yeah. They're called uh, pisanki. Mm-hmm. Poles also celebrate Wet Monday, in which boys and men pour water on the girls. Although... Uh, in the recent years, the tradition has evolved more or less into water fights where no one is safe. Yeah, that sounds safe. That it's sounds, better, yeah. better for no one to be safe than just picking on girls. That's right. Probably uh, with the rise of feminism in the last hundred years or so, uh, it's a little more... Um, equal? Yes, a, a much more equal as far as uh, if you're going to dump water on me, I'm going to dump it back exactly. on you. Well, and man, if I looked nice and dressed up and I had makeup on... Well, this is the Monday after Easter, so hopefully right. they're not... Right. Hopefully they're prepared for it. And it's a tradition. Right. So, it's a wet Monday, so yeah. Don't wear makeup that day. They should be aware that it's coming. And it's probably something that's very fun, Sydney. I can see your face there. <laughs> Just bring your water gun anytime you walk out of the house. Good news, Sydney. You don't have to worry about <laughs> that's this right. particular tradition. That's right. You don't live in Poland, and you are not uh, ancestrally Polish at all. So you have no connection to this particular tradition. On the other hand, Italy, and I think this is one that some people are aware of, uh, Florence in particular, holds a ritual called Scopil del Caro, in which white oxen carry a centuries-old wagon to the Basilica di Santa Maria di Fiore after Mass, the archbishop sends a mechanical dove into the wagon. Now, that had me like, I'm going to have to see what that process is like. I'm like, yeah. does the archbishop just carry a mechanical dove with him at all times? Is it his little assistant, like Iago or... Uh, Sounds like a little animatronic. Like uh, Dommy the puppet from uh, the Jack Frost cartoon. He sends the mechanical dove into the wagon, which explodes in a spectacular firework display, and a parade throughout the city follows. Wait, did you say that that's the one where it's um, it has a big bunny made of sticks in it? No, it's a beautifully ornate wagon. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not sure where you got the bunny of sticks that hasn't been mentioned. <laughs> no, it's a different tradition. Yeah. There is one, but it's, it's in a wagon... And um, they light it on fire. It's not fireworks. They light it on fire. So I was wondering if the two meshed somehow. And I got oh. it a little bit. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of that before. Yeah. I've seen The Wicker Man. In Norway, it's actually common for uh, Easter to be a little, uh, to have a little murder. <laughs> so there's that, a horror Easter aspect? That being said, it's a tradition for families to try to solve murder mysteries over the holiday. Oh, that's so funny. Watching uh, whodunits with family members and shopping for uh, for murder memorabilia. That's my kind of tradition. 
That's so funny. A lot of young women these days, the true crime followers, would love that. All of those and, and many more from all around the world, definitely go check out uh, some, some wacky traditions or email us with some wacky traditions that you've experienced or know like or you're aware of. The one I always knew of growing up was the Easter Bilby because we thought that was super fun, which made me think to myself, what are some other animals that if we could, we would add to the Easter cavalcade uh, that we think would fit with the, the theme of Easter? So we've kind of got, we've got the bunnies, um, we've got chicks and eggs, and we've got uh, the lambs. Those are kind of the, the animals that we have, at least here in the U.S. Um, so what do you guys think? What are some some animals that you think could be fun to, to throw in their uh, proverbial hat? I was thinking based on what we were talking about before with Krampus and some of like the sidekicks for Santa Claus or uh, Father Christmas, that maybe the Easter Bunny needs like a, like a kind of more accountability partner to go with Easter for the no. bad kids. So what I was thinking was like a snapping turtle. Because turtles come out in the spring and if any of you live around snapping turtles, you know they're not very happy to see you when you encounter them. They will, no. hiss, they will hiss at you. Um, they will bite you if you put your finger too close to them. Um, and they really just want to be left alone. So maybe the Easter Bunny could have a friend named like Snappy, the snap snapping turtle. <laughs> well, he sounds too cute. What about a? Let me let me throw out a name suggestion. Snurtle, the snapping turtle. How do we how do we feel about Snurtle? Uh, either Snappy or Snurtle, like Cole suggested, the snapping turtle. That he could be the one that kids are threatened with if they're not being a good kid. Like when they. Put their hand in the Easter basket to get their egg. Maybe he snaps. Ooh, that's good. Okay. That that's good. He's hiding in the yes. Easter basket, yes. so you have to reach right. in. And if if you've been bad, Snurdle takes a <laughs> finger. Right. I think that's great. I do I not think, think that's, that's great. I think it's gonna stick. I think I like that one. I like that better than my answer. I think a fox would be cute. Mm -hmm. They have that big fluffy tail. I mean, you could do a squirrel, but he seems a little small. Okay. But a fox could be really cute. No, Maybe a, a white fox. Is he a sneaky fox? A sneaky fox? Yeah. He is, because um, he's going to bring... Now, foxes and bunnies historically get along really well. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. So, it, it's kind of like the fox could actually be the anti-bunny. But I think it should be... That's just a they're, cute alternative. They're friends. Like, it's yeah. in addition to the bunny. They're friends. And yes. they deliver the baskets together. Maybe the fox no, delivers... No, he's saying alternative. Oh, it's instead of the bunny. The yeah. bunny's retired. He has handed his... I don't know what he did. Cole, Cole got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> and now the... I didn't say that. I just said to add to the cavalcade. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, then they'd have to be friends. Mm. Yeah. This is why Snortle works so well. Now, why... What would the fox's name be? Like, would it be a uh, Fanny the Fox or... Yeah, what? You have to be careful. You'd run into copyright <laughs> issue. Um... Maybe avoid the word Fanny for our yeah, listeners from the UK. Like Felix the Fox or uh, Fred or... Freddy Fox. Freddy Fox. We'd have to work on the name. I don't know. But the fox would be really cute. That'd be a cute one to, to deliver eggs. What do you think, Sid? 
A raccoon would be cute too, I think. It would be really cute. In the sense that like if you were bad, the Easter bunny would like give you eggs and the <laughs> raccoon would take them back. <laughs> he would steal the eggs. Yeah, you could see him walking in with his little mask and his little cute hands taking them out of the yeah. basket. You're right, because you can't be mad at it because it's cute, but it's taking your stuff back, so... Maybe uh, maybe he's, like, grabbing an egg and not breaking right? eye contact with you as he's sideways, <laughs> like, reaching over into the basket yes. to grab it and then slowly pull it in and then run away really quickly. Mm-hmm. They are so cute. You're right, Sydney. That would be a really cute one. Now, it's interesting. Both Mom and Sydney went mammalian with this. I also went reptilian with my answer dad um i thought uh the jesus lizard for reasons that should be obvious the oh. jesus lizard is oh. uh, is a little lizard that will get up on its back legs and its its body is uh and feet are such that it can run across water mm. oh my goodness that's so cute okay i did know that was, that was what it was called yeah and it it looks very silly it probably has like an official name, but the Jesus Lizard is what I always knew it as. So what would it do? Would it, like, would it bring anything? Uh, in my mind, it's a very small lizard. So in my mind, um, it helps the Easter Bunny deliver eggs by like the Easter Bunny has his basket and he's like behind it holding one egg, kind of like flopping his little body around. <laughs> like one dropped out of the, as the he's basket and he's has to like carry it over. Right. So he picks up the eggs that drop off off of the basket and he he runs them back they they run in a really silly way if uh if you haven't seen it yeah see i was thinking more like a scout it would be like a scout for the easter bunny that work that works too scout out if the, all the kids were asleep that works too um in my mind he has to be carrying an egg though because it's not silly <laughs> enough unless he's carrying an egg and the Easter Bunny is known for overfilling the baskets anyway, so I can well, see some Easter dropping out. Is. <laughs> That's right. Our so. Easter Bunny is. Right. He's a real glutton. <laughs> well, no, he's he cares for the kids, so he overgives. He overstuffs, yeah. I also think you could do something with birds, because birds coming back oh, for yeah. spring is another area. So maybe you've got, like, hawks and Oh, wait, and you're robins. giving away your own eggs, though. I was thinking, like, a dove. Dove or robin or cardinal or whatever bird you first see like for spring or whatever. I was thinking like maybe a, a canary or something something with a bright like yellow or blue or colors. But robins have that that classic beautiful blue egg. But are we really going to make them give up their babies? Well, you know that's maybe <laughs> why they didn't go with birds in the first place. You may be overthinking it. <laughs> I think so. I probably am. I mean, chicks are part of uh, Easter, so some some eggs make it. <laughs> so not all, eggs. not all of them get boiled. You may be uh, thinking too much into it, Mom, as we're talking about Snurtle the Turtle and uh, the Easter raccoon. I know. I think I probably am. I think I probably am. Well, I think we've come up with some great new traditions. Um, I think that Snurtle Takes a Finger is going to really catch on. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that could be the name of a children's book. That could be. Oh, that would be such a good children's book. I will say, I, the one that the one animal I just thought of um, was otters. You know how cute otters are? Oh, my goodness. And if you had, like, a whole bunch of otters. But they'd have to be near water. Maybe for kids that live near rivers. I guess. Like a river otter? Yeah. There's ocean otters, too. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's magic, Beth. They can go inland. <laughs> true. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Overthinking <true>. again. <laughs> but how you know, cute would it be? I am overthinking how, it. How cute would it be? A bunch oh of goodness. otters delivering stuff. How cute would that be? And yeah. they'd like go over each other. Exactly, right. And, Yes. Knock, and then they'd knock over yeah. the thing, and then the yes. Jesus lizard would come running and <laughs> stick the eggs back in the basket. It and, could be so cute. And they don't care how cranky Snortle is. They don't. <laughs> no. They'd play with them and pat them and pat yes. them. And, yeah. So many limbs and <laughs> tails. And they'd be missing so many <laughs> yeah. limbs. Yeah. With names like Lefty and Righty and <laughs> One Eye. and Rand. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of great ideas. So thanks, Beth and Cole for sharing some fun Easter topics. Uh, we hope you are having a good Easter season and preparation. Our future festivities for the two-week period is uh, from March 28th through April 10th, almost to Easter. So March 28th is Children's Picture Book Day. March 29th is National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day. March 30th, National Doctors Day. March 31st, National Crayon Day. April 1st, Cole's favorite holiday, April Fool's Day. April 2nd, National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. April 3rd, Find a Rainbow Day. April 4th, Tell a Lie Day. <laughs> April 5th, Caramel Day. That's good. April 6th, New Beer's Eve. And April 7th is National Beer Day. April 8th is Zoo Lover's Day. April 9th, National Unicorn Day. And April 10th is both Palm Sunday and National Siblings Day. So almost to Easter by the time this comes out. We wish you and yours a very happy Easter season. So for Sydney, Randy, Beth, and Cole, happy, happy Easter! Easter! Here comes Peter Cottontail Hopping down the bunny trail Hippity hopping Easter's on its way Bring in every girl and boy, baskets full of Easter joy, things to make your Easter bright and gay. He's got jelly beans for Tommy, colored eggs for Sister Sue, there's an orchid for your mommy, and an Easter bonnet too. Oh, here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail, hippity hoppity happy Easter day. Here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail. Look at him stop and listen to him say. Try to do the things you should, maybe if you're extra good, he'll roll lots of Easter eggs your way. You'll wake up on Easter morning and you'll know that he was there. When you'll find those chocolate bunnies that he's hiding everywhere. Oh, here comes Peter Cottontail, hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity-hoppity, happy Easter 